This is Infidel One. Offending Coyote Down. Offending Coyote Down. Roger that. Welcome to Trappin' Radio. We're proud, organic, free-range, wild fur farmers of North America. Let me tell you a little story about how I was raised. Every day work, every day pray. God, family, friends, yeah, everybody sins. A winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. Help folks in need, don't fall for greed. A jealous man is weak, so think before you speak. If you love them, let them know. If you hate, let it go. Fast can be fun, but sometimes you need slow. God is all good, the devil is so real. So listen up, y'all, because this is how I feel. I won't back up, I don't back down I've been raised up to stand my ground Take my job, but not my guns Tax my check till I ain't got none Except for the good Lord of above I answer to no one Now let's cover our sponsors. They do a lot to help support Trapping Radio. So I'm asking you guys out there and gals, to help support our sponsors as they keep trapping radio on the air. First sponsors, Oki Cable and Trap Supply. Jeb's the owner of this. He's out of Oklahoma, super guy. You'll not meet anybody nicer. It's somebody you're gonna wanna deal with. You can reach him at OKTrapSupply.com. You can give Jeb a call at 918-429-4648. Not only does he do trap supply guys, he's a fur buyer, so if you're around the Oklahoma or surrounding states, give him a call with your fur. When you need stuff, give him a call and he'll get it out to you as soon as he can. Our second sponsor is F&T Fur Harvesters Trading Post. Everything you need for trapping, hunting with hounds, and predator calling. Guys, if you're into trapping fur, hunting fur, chasing fur with dogs, you're not gonna be able to think of hardly anything that you can't get from F&T. You can reach them at fntpost.com. You can also give them a call at 989-727-8727. Whatever you want, F&T's got it. Wildlife Control Supplies. Proven solutions for wildlife control. Delivering value, expertise, and products to the wildlife individual. If you're in the ADC business, control business, even fur trapping, you need to look at these guys' website. Top-notch company, have everything you would want, even the odd stuff that ADC guys are looking for. You can reach them at wildlifecontrolsupplies.com. You can give them a call at 877-684-7262. International number is 860-844-0101. If you're a wildlife control professional, you need to have wildlife control supplies as one of your favorites on your computer or your phone because when you come across something that you need specialized equipment, Alan will get it right out to you. Now let's go traffic. Toting son of a gun, yeah, I'm hell on the heart, just a rebel on the run. Scared, don't know it, fear, don't feel it. The truth is the light, sometimes you gotta fight. Good beats bad, right beats wrong. I'm a ballroom preacher and this is my song. I'm climbing for the top, representing for the country. I'm the people's champ, right out to dead camp. Shotgun toter, Republican voter, Hank Jr. supporter, let's protect our border. 
to hell with anyone who don't believe in the USA. Cause this is what I say. I won't back up. I don't back down. I've been raised up to stand my ground. Take my job, but not my Hello guys, this is Clint Locklear for Trapping Radio and I'm with the famous meat trapper and the more famous Chip Davis from Expanda Pans. Chip is so famous he's got ostrich boots on, which I don't understand. <laughs> and apparently there is a case of beer on the table, some port liquor after some tequila and some scotch. So I'm not promising what's going to happen with this radio show, but we're going to have a good time. And uh, we're, we're down in Mississippi. Um, I came down here with Travis last year. He, he knocked a big deer. He shot a hog already, and um, just having a good time. And, and it, the main thing is, if you've got buddies that are doing the same thing, you, you need to go out and, and and enjoy that with them. Don't always be so solitary that you miss. Because you said something yeah. the other day, Tim, about why that's so important. Yeah, I uh, what I what I mentioned was um, you you got to realize that you're not alone. Because, you know, trapping is not, especially down south, it's not something that a lot of people do. It's not something that's widely known or, or even favorably viewed in many areas. And if you're out there doing it by yourself, you know you're doing the right thing for the right reasons. But you can get to where you're feeling alone. And when you get together with your buddies that are doing the same thing, you're not only going to learn from them and they're going to learn from you, but you're going to reinforce the fact that, that there are other people out there that are doing the same thing as you. Yeah, I think it's not only that, too, guys, is um, I wish a lot of you that are listening to this radio show could have heard or seen some of the comments And as we're getting ready for this. I know, personally, I was so looking forward and so ready. Yeah. In my personal life, I had had it up to here with different things that were going on, and I was ready to hang out with you guys. We were yeah. talking about, I'm not going to go to the specifics, but we were talking about those things, and I'm just ready for... You know what? One or two of my buddies to hang out with for two or three weeks, uh, days out of a weekend. Oh, we'll and, stay two or three weeks. Yeah, they, hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but bring some sanity back mm -hmm. in my life. I mean, that's just cool beans. It yeah, is. Definitely. Now, for y'all that don't know, Tim, when I say that throughout the show, is Meat Trapper. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so when you hear that, you'll know who that is. That's Meat Trapper. Now, we've had some pretty interesting today, I would say, by itself. Chip got stuck. <laughs> um, Tim shot a deer, big nine point. And, and once you, what's the meat gonna be like on that deer, Tim? Uh, it'll be a little earthy. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Uh, well, in in the uh, in the course of becoming unstuck, we sort of got caught in a a mud storm, and uh, I had already boned out and quartered my deer where it lay in the woods. And uh, with a pocket I, knife, I had forgotten my knife back in the truck, and all I had was a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> so I took a nine-point buck apart with a single-bladed Swiss Army knife. A in small the woods. one at that. A I small one. It's a, a, the Walker is the model. One blade, one saw blade, and that's it. But you know, it really just goes to show you don't have to have a two hundred and fifty-dollar knife to to put food in your mouth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I took that nine-point buck apart. Very well, back straps, hind quarters, front shoulders, neck meat off with a Swiss Army knife. 
I'll say, you know, everything in the back of that truck got covered in mud. <laughs> my skinning bag's back there, and I'm afraid I to know. look at it. I, you hadn't even thought about this, but your snare bag, we've been hanging snares for like crazy for the last <laughs> seven days. Dude, I hope you don't even look at that. It's awful. <laughs> well, it's rubber. At least I can wash it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So what happens, um, you know, we had a little maybe I wouldn't call it getting stuck maybe a little um you know mud miscalculation <laughs> maybe a better word or something so yeah that big diesel pickup bottomed out and uh a humbling experience is when you have to call your 19 year old who has the ultimate <laughs> of jacked up trucks <laughs> and he's been ragging you all oh yes it is not fair at all it's, <laughs> it's uh, really not payback's a you know what you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun. It was all in fun, and uh, I got to tell you, the terrain down here is just magnificent. It's just beautiful. Uh, land's beautiful, and you know, I come from uh, Alabama, and I hang out in the swamps in Alabama. But I got to tell you, I have never seen wildlife like what I'm seeing in the Mississippi Delta. I have never seen hogs. I mean, today alone, I think I saw seven hogs, uh, eight hogs, um, probably three or four deer, and killed a nine-point buck. And that's that's. <laughs> In, in one day uh, and, the, and the sign the, the coyote sign, hog sign, bobcat sign, coon sign everything is... Since you bring that up whose property are we on? We're on the property of uh, Mr. Chip Davis of expandapantraps.com and that's where we saw coyotes tripping over each other <laughs> going oh, back wow. and forth, bobcat <laughs> We, we this coon here is big as Iowa. Some of those tracks, <laughs> they are big. They are big. In my, I'll just offer one single solitary in my defense. Is we've been moving for a year. Golly, it's crazy. I had that as trap set, but that's about to change. So, uh, yeah, we're eat up with all kind of critters. Lots yeah, of fun. It's beautiful, beautiful. And one of the things me and Chip did. Uh, while Travis froze to death in a tree stand last couple of mornings, we've been setting hog snares. Even though you saw them, it's not yeah. anything like it was last year as far as mm -hmm. sign. And we hadn't set that many snares. You know, yeah, a couple dozen, couple, something like that. Yeah, and we're wanting to snare a couple of that. We've already uh, Travis already shot a hog the first night. We've already ripped the back straps out of that, and that's in the freezer. In uh, but the biggest thing to me <coughs> is the the interesting part is looking for hog sign and setting them up and then we came across those big telephone poles where the, the power lines are and we're looking at the hogs are just wearing it out around it like a donut. Yeah. How do you set it up? So <laughs> I mean I, I did a little video on YouTube and I'm like let's set it up like beaver under the ice. I'm yeah. like mm -hmm. we hadn't caught a hog yet in a snare but uh, We've been using some really good quality snares. Your, your buddy Carl. Yeah, Carl Hershider from Memphis uh, ACB Wildlife Control. He makes those and gave me some, and uh, we just happened to have some laying around here. And uh, we set those things up, and um, they look great. We've only been out two nights. I, yeah, I'm yeah. really optimistic about tomorrow. I really am. I think we're going to have multiple hogs, actually. We've got several great locations and, yeah. that, that uh, look good. Yeah. One thing when you do this, guys, maybe you need to think about dealing with people that aren't married. Because let me tell you what happened this evening. <laughs> Chip's wife wants to go hurt, uh, hunt a certain stand, which I actually hunted that last year. And we pull up and there's hogs, two big sows and all these piglets right in the <laughs> middle of the road. I mean, it's not like they're hiding. They're right there. <laughs> 
and she doesn't want to go down there because so it's, yeah. it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're a long ways out. They're at least forty yards. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was about a hundred. I mean, so they're deciding if she's going, if she's not going, where she's going, where everybody else is going. And the whole time, the hogs are standing in the middle of the road, milling around, and the wind is blowing from us to them, and they're still there in broad daylight. Broad daylight. <laughs> Two SUVs and about eight people. <laughs> so finally, I just look at Tim and I'm like, grab the gun. Let's We're going go. down there while <laughs> they figure out this marital thing. Yeah. So we got a scout rifle and an AR with the Trijicon scope on it. <laughs> and then the whole thing evaporates because Chip foolishly touched his brake lights, which, which sent them into the woods. <laughs> I mean, you can have a family discussion, you can load guns, but whatever you do, don't touch your brake lights. Lesson learned. Uh, wow. <laughs> but uh, you, I mean, what were they, like five minutes? They were... Oh, yeah, I couldn't in the believe that. Well, the, I mean, the wind was hitting them. I mean, the wind was blowing, what, 30 miles an hour? I mean, it was, yeah, it was a gale today. It was good. You know, and the, and the thing is, is this morning, uh, when I got dropped off to walk into my stand, I'm I'm walking in the pre-dawn darkness to my stand and I haven't loaded my rifle yet because I'm not going to get up in the tree and you know with a loaded gun doing all the Mr. Safety stuff and there's five hogs right off 30 yards to my right <laughs> and I don't have a bullet in my rifle. Did we learn something? <laughs> yeah. We had <laughs> Redneck 101 right after that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we don't need all that safety crap. <laughs> when you hit the when you hit the ground, you load something. <laughs> Something's got to be loaded. Unloaded guns are paperweights. <laughs> you and your son, tell about your big deer experience this morning. The uh, this afternoon you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, it, no, it was this morning. With you're um, sitting in the truck. Oh wow! Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were um, we we get Clint dropped off at his spot. Uh, get Travis who helps Clint with uh, predator control. Um, um, Get him dropped off, drop um, meet Trapper off at yep. his stand. So we're uh, our whole deal. I was really way more interested in running these hog snares than I was deer hunting. So I didn't want to. You know, we had kind of had a, a great. We're going to meet back at eight thirty, and and so we only had about forty five minutes left after we got everybody dropped off. And so I talked to um, my youngest son Kay, who I've talked about on the show before, and, and I said, you know, why don't we just sit in the truck? I know a really good spot right down here at the end of the turn row. And so we sat there, and we probably stayed up a minute or two long, too long last night. And I was kind of snoozy. I was tired and yawning, mm -hmm. so I kind of relaxed in the, the seat, driver's seat of my tr my truck back some, and let that seat uh, recline. <laughs> told John Hammerson, your you seat, seat probably has heated seats. Um, and, well, it was turned off, so it didn't. Okay, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't okay. quite that. It wasn't quite that pink at the time. So, <laughs> so uh, but I did tell John Hart, I said, yeah, hey, look, you see a deer, let me know, you know. And so every now and then, I was kind of joking with him, said, hey, you see a deer yet? He said, no, sir. And I said, okay, well, you got to whisper to tell me that you don't see a deer. So at any rate, it wasn't just 15, 20 seconds after that I hear, deer, deer, deer. <laughs> and so I pop up, and this is like in no, if you're a parent, you understand this completely. There's play tones and there's serious tones. This is absolutely a serious tone. And I know from the first syllable of deer that he sees a deer. And so I pop up and I look out. Guys, no joke, three feet, not three feet, not yards, feet outside the window of my truck. <laughs> 
stands a huge monster doe and that's exactly what we're trying to shoot we're trying to fill freezers we've been moving and been busy and, and have not had a chance to trap or hunt or anything and there's a deer standing three feet if i open the truck door quickly i can hit her in the head and knock her out and save a buck she's right there i think she almost brushes against my front bumper when she goes around the side and you're just in the way yeah absolutely yeah. i'm in the way she is dodging walking around and long story short believe it or not i would have had a much better chance had I had my spear that I occasionally hunt with <laughs> of taking her than I had my rifle because um oh wow it was that was uh, uh, something but yeah she actually got away unfortunately <laughs> but uh, I did Kay later on this afternoon did knock out a monster day so yep. con congrats Kay he did a great job and and uh, so he's well on his way for to be 13 years old so. yep. Well, yep before we get in the the off topic of tonight we had something today that me and Chip were both blown away with. Mm. Now, if y'all have listened to Meat Trapper at all, when Tim talks about beaver burgers, yep. you need to cancel everything <laughs> that you think about. Because that, if, if you, the, the kind of way, what it reminded me of was elk. Mm. And so when I think of elk, it's the perfect cowboy movie, and they're out on the plains, and they got, you know, they're cooking the steaks on the open fire, yeah. and you think it's got to be the most perfect steak in the world. Guys, that is what these beaver burgers were like. We were pinching <laughs> off uh, pieces of it. I mean, you know, it was... Some of them survived the grill. <laughs> it, it's not a, a, like, when he talks about survival food, it's, it's like... I mean, me and Cindy go to nice restaurants. <laughs> I would have easily paid $40 for that at a restaurant. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. 50 or 60 Absolutely. Guys, I cannot, this is Chip, I can't, I'm telling you, I was absolutely floored when I tasted that thing. I'd heard Meat Trapper like <laughs> many of you have, yeah. and uh, talk about how good these things are. And I, I'm going to tell you what my impression was. I said, you know, I like deer meat. I bet you, I've never tried it, never had beaver before. I said, I bet it's going to be like deer meat. I enjoy it. I like it. I enjoy eating it. But it's not something I want every single night of the week, but it's good. Okay, you know, granted, one to ten, he's a six or maybe a seven. You know, that's my that was my preconceived idea about it. The first bite I had, this was like the <laughs> finest ground meat of any sort I've ever had in my mouth. I, yeah. And this is no exaggeration. I will be, and I'm not a beaver, I'm not a water trapper. You are now. I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to call F&T or Jeb or somebody, and I'm going to have some, some more Connor Bears on the yeah. way because it is, uh, the, this is that fine. This is yeah. absolutely delicious. Yeah, and um, if anybody wants any tips, it it's really is simple. I mean, um, you can you can look at a lot of my videos on my YouTube channel, but I try and keep the beaver alive as long as possible until I get there. So I use a lot of snares, and keep in mind I'm in a hot climate, you know. So I don't want to whack one with the 330 when it's 75 degrees outside and leave it all night. I want to keep it alive. Um, I'm only going to catch uh, as many as I can skin in, in one in one morning because I want to get I want to get them skint as soon as I can. So that's you know four five six at the most and I'm going to get the meat off of them get the meat trimmed up and the mix that I'm using is by weight 80% beaver meat boned out beaver meat and 20% bacon ends and you can get bacon ends at Walmart uh, cut them into cubes put it in the grinder 
and I use a coarse grind and if you have any problems with the patties staying together uh, you can mix a little bit of salt into the patties and that will help them adhere and, and stay together a little bit and and the last thing that we did is um, I brought some smoked sea salt it's sea salt that's been smoked over alderwood and uh, it really adds a smoky flavor in addition to the to the wood uh, the wood smoke from the grill and it, and it just adds up to a really nice dining experience you know Tim didn't you uh, have a uh, title for your whole entire uh, you got that on YouTube correct yeah I've got a playlist what, what's called, that yeah the playlist what's that called it's called from beaver from beavers to burgers and it's designed for really non-trappers to try and get them into trapping and it goes it, it from everything from catching the beaver to skinning the beaver to boning out the beaver meat to mixing the bacon ends and grinding it to actually putting it on the grill and I think it's four videos that you can watch and it'll take you through the whole process yes awesome. so. yeah. I mean that that was that was I mean like I said me and Cindy are foodies <laughs> that was unreal my wife was as skeptical as anybody. When I told yeah. her, I said, you know, yeah, Tim's going to bring us beaver burgers and we're going to try that. And she says, well, I just hope you know that we're not going to fry these in, 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 the, in this brand new kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you can do this on the grill outside, but yeah. I'd prefer you not use the main grill either. So, I bet she wouldn't care now. Would no, she would not care at all. I, I actually, before you guys got here, I slipped her body and said, you got to try this. And the expression on her face completely changed. Yeah. And she says, wow. Well, you know, the takeaway, fellas, is, is not so much, you know, this mix or that mix or this, this animal or that animal. The takeaway is that you can go out with your traps and you can put better quality food on your table than you can buy in the store. It's going to be higher quality. It's going to be healthier. It's going to be cheaper. And you and you alone control every aspect of the job. You know when the animal was caught. You know when the animal was dispatched. You know how the animal was skinned, you know how it was trimmed, and you know every step of the way. You know every temperature level and everything. When you go walk into the store and you buy something in cellophane, somebody else made every one of those decisions for you, and you had no say in it whatsoever. And so by doing this yourself, you go from no control to total control. Mm -hmm. And you're not putting carbon monoxide in yours, no, are you? No, no chemicals. <laughs> and it was the reddest. Yeah. I've never done the burger thing with it. I mean, I've eaten a lot of back straps, but yeah. that, that was like crazy impressive. That was great. That was great. And not to get too far off of that, but the whole entire weekend was great. And that's something yeah. that I kind of wanted to go on just a tad bit of a serious note. It has been a blast, and um, yep. and and I so needed this. It was uh, it was just relaxing. And but guys, Clint, open the show with this. Find some buddies because you're not alone. Just like just like Meat Trapper was saying, and from time to time, you all need to just kind of recharge the old battery. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, unwind, get with your buddies. I was so looking forward to this, and and. Uh, these guys are some of my best friends in the world. We, we we talk on a very, very regular basis. We are able to bounce ideas off of each other completely, totally non-judgmental. And that just happens to be our relationship with two, these two gentlemen I happen to be sitting with here. And 
and and and this is just my opinion they're two of the finest fellas in the world that i know and and to be able to have that time and spend that time one-on-one -on -one, enjoy things like beaver burgers enjoy things like hey let's find a new way to catch a hog in a snare and just explore and and, and guys the inventions that we've come up with in our minds have been is entrepreneurship hey, we can write a yeah because <laughs> you know what i'm gonna remember this i i've been trapping for 15 years most of the most of the sets that I've made and most of the catches that I've made I can't really remember they don't really stand out these these days will be remembered and and it's because of the fellowship and that's we're we're on this earth for far too short of a period of time and you need to make memories to take with you and and this is an outstanding way to do that Amen. But you keep drinking that, you ain't gonna remember nothing. No. <laughs> but, hell, it sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, somebody drank all my bottle of bourbon last night. The whole bottle was gone when I woke up this morning. I don't know which one of y'all did that. But. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a bourbon. Just say it. I mean, the, the cool thing about us is we started talking about a product this morning, which we're not going to go into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then we started laughing because if we can pull this off, it'll be illegal in two years. <laughs> because it would be that fun. That's some of the cool stuff that's fun. You right. know, and when you get with buddies and you come up with ideas, y'all need to work that stuff out, guys. I mean, mm -hmm. you really do. Because you, you you play off each other and figure out what's going on and do everything like that. Now, we need to get a little serious because I've got an email that I want to read. And um, it is not, I want to be very clear about this. It is, I, I think this is a tremendous learning thing that, you, that I want to have some people here to do that I'm not going to mention the guy's name, just the, the initials. I'm going to let him know that's on here. And I want y'all's opinion on this because sometimes when I get these emails, I really don't know what to say because I, I don't know how to go with it. So what it says, it says, hey man, this is TS. I ordered some cat collector and trailing scent from you and it has not produced. It seems they avoid it. I've tried every angle I can think of. I live in Colorado and can only use live traps. Can I get any tips? One maybe. What I'm not doing or doing wrong, I'm desperate. Anything to help me would be great. I also have not had any luck with any other baits I've ordered. Yoke dope, gray getter, flat tail call, and coon bait. So my question to y'all, I'm gonna give a little spill here, but I want y'all to think about that question because it I think it's a it's a tremendous learning thing and it's not to, to to get on this guy but it's not something i can answer in an email and and, and the, the main reason for that is what am i do not doing or doing wrong mm -hmm. how in the world do i know that i mean mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not out there in colorado i don't see how the sets are being made i don't know where the locations are i don't know anything like that and you know with the the cat collector and the trailing scent uh, the cat seemed to avoid it from my uh, you know from my perspective 
and there's no records on this stuff but I would say cat collector is probably the highest selling cat lure in the country mm -hmm. hands down no questions asked and the trailing scent I don't even mark it it's just on my website and the orders keep going up and people aren't doing that for a reason so I personally have a hard time thinking cats are avoiding cat collector because that's what I've caught all my cats on. Mm -hmm. So and and then the you know the other thing is he's got all my other lures, the yoke dope, the gray getter, the flat tail call, and the coon bait, which I'm not sure which one that is. I don't know if that's coon cracker or, or coon crush, but he's not having any luck with that. And you know my first thought is maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the lure. It's having to do with how everything is being presented because it's trapping is way more complicated than putting just something in a cage out somewhere. So, any ideas on how you would answer an email like this? That's extremely interesting. And TS, this is not even this email is not even to me. I just happen to be sitting here as a part of this show. And but I want to thank you for the email because. I don't know if you realize or not, but this email can be incredibly helpful. Well, I, absolutely, can. I, I, I really think so. And you know, to be honest with you, when I was just listening to this question, um, and, and got most guys here know this, but you know, I don't use exclusively 100% all of Clint's lures, but I use most of them, and I, I lead when You're my fired. coyote. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but my coyote line leads with them. I've used all these. I think I've used every single one of these as mentioned in this email, and they work for me. That doesn't mean that they work for Meat Trapper. That doesn't mean that they work exactly the same way for Clint, or they work exactly the same way for TS or anyone else. You know, but I lead with all of them. Uh, there's some times that it makes sense to kind of divert a little bit, but they work for me. And so where this is so helpful is because some other guys may be having some issues saying, yeah, I, I kind of come back to this, is, is and, and, and how do I even want to approach this? So uh, it kind of goes back almost to a philosophy issue where I heard someone say, you know, if you got trouble with uh, with one guy, you know, maybe there's an issue. If you got trouble with everybody that you ever meet, maybe the issue is yourself. So I'm not at all picking on TS for this. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're having trouble with every single bait, every single lure, maybe it's something. And, it, and I would be interested, is it just from Clint's or is it just from every lure that you tried? Maybe it's something that you're doing a little bit wrong. Maybe you want to look at some other products, say like the howtotrapit.com, where Clint goes over all of his experiences for a super, super low, cheap price and teaches you literally every set he knows. And so maybe it's a methodology change. So that's my gut feeling initially. What, what about you, well, Trapper? I'm an IT guy, and a lot of times in my job we have issues or problems or things don't work, and we have to troubleshoot them. So all this is is troubleshooting a problem. Now let's just forget about trapping completely. Let's take this out of the realm of trapping. The first thing that I hear in the email is lure, 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 lure. I don't hear anything about a set. And so the first impression that I got is maybe there's an over-dependence upon a lure rather than a balance between a lure and location and, 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 and set because you can have the best lure in the world and if it's off location or if the set is made improperly 
it's it's not a lure is not a magic bullet okay a lure is not going to get a beaver to jump in the back of the pickup truck it, the lure's got to be on on location so that's the first thing that i heard so let's start with lure the first thing i would do is let's substitute so let's do away with any clint locklear lure and go to any other well-known lure maker do exactly the same thing in exactly the same way but switch lures if you get different results then it was a lure issue but if you get the same results with a different manufacturer that rules out lures and mm -hmm. so you've got to look at either location or set how the set is made um, and so what I'm saying is trapping is nothing but problem solving and troubleshooting and take it one segment at a time if the lure is not working or you feel the lure is not working keep everything the same and switch lures and see if your results change You're talking about a scientific method yeah a scientific okay. method you know a hypothesis let's test the hypotheses and so you know if, if it's if it's lure switch lure and if you get the same results for different lure switch location but keep the same lure and the same set that way you determine was it location or not if you get the same results with a different location then look at how the set is being presented or how the set is being made because it's got to be one of those three things it's got to be attractant location or the set and that is if you have the animals in the area to catch i think it's so smart i really do that's uh, that's the right approach to there uh, to that i absolutely believe so you know one more thing i would say to uh to 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 the customer tr uh, is um you know, another reason why that's such an important question, I believe, and and, and I'm in the trapping business too, but is you you emailed the guy that you were having some trouble with instead of going straight to in the world we live in today, unfortunately, mm -hmm. to social media saying this junk doesn't work. This stuff. I applaud you for that. I really do because if you have, we would much rather, and, and I say we, I'm speaking from everybody in the industry and I don't have the authority to do that, but I'm going out on a limb here and saying I can speak for, for Clint and I know I'm speaking for myself. I would much rather, if you have an issue, call me if it's an issue with my products. If you're having an issue with Clint's products, call him. Give us the opportunity to say, hey, let's try to work together and answer some of these questions and figure it go through just like Tim was saying a methodical yeah. um, way of, of reasoning and see what this is before guys you jump on Facebook or you jump on Instagram or you jump on other well-known social media sites and go trash you know trash manufacturers and it may not even be us at all but I just see a lot of that and it kind of turns my stomach a little bit when I do and it's not mine it's just other guys but Let's work, you know, give the guys a chance. And I, I so much appreciate that. That's what you've done here, and, and I applaud you for that. That's, that's really a, a good thing. Because there is so much technology to solve these problems. Now, for instance, if, you, if you're having trouble, uh, what you can do is you can simply take a, a cell phone and take a picture or take a video, a quick little video. Here's my set. Here's where I put the lure. Here's the location. I'm not having any luck with this upload it to a YouTube account they're they're free to upload a three-minute video and then send Clint an email and say here's what I'm doing and here's how I applied the lure I'm not having any luck and that right there changes everything no more than 30 a day though <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean but you know there's so much technology out there available 
I mean, you can take a picture with your cell phone and email it in, in, in two seconds. And like I say, a picture is worth a thousand words. And what I got from the email was which lure is going to produce for me, but I cannot form a picture in my head of the location or the terrain or anything. Yeah, I, I think I know who this is, and I'm going to send him to let him know we're talking about this. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to say where in Colorado, but I think I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you, you, it, there's not a lot of cats been caught. The buddies that he's with are, aren't caught a lot of cats, which makes me very, just from a, a logical point of view, maybe there's something going on with the sets, and, and, and I feel his frustration. I mean, I yeah. really do, mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm not with him, so I can't see what he's doing, and I don't know how to do, I get a lot of these emails, and I'm not sure how to answer them, because there's, yeah. I, I don't know. You yeah. know of of what he's doing or not doing or where the trap is at or anything. So I don't even know how to, how do I give a tip on something right. like that. Right. Yeah. I mean it's it's. Um, I wish I could. You know I don't know. I, I one thing I do remember I was in. Um, I saw a demo from Hal Sullivan, and he he. <laughs> He basically was someone asking him about his lures, and he said, "How long have you been trapping?" And and he said, "A certain amount of time." He said, "How many of these are you catching?" And he said, "A certain amount of number." He said, "I'll be honest with you. I would rather you use my competition's lure until you're catching with that, then come to mine, and you'll think mine is awesome." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. because the lure is not the, you know, kind of like today where, uh, yeah, you you barred my my Ruger Scout rifle. Yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to mention the brand of ammo, it did not fire. Fire pin hit it just the way it's supposed yep. to. I probably shot that gun six, eight hundred times. I'm With ready. a nine-point buck in the crosshairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it would be kind of like, uh, you know, I've, if, if someone was elk hunting, for instance, and they they called the, the, the ammo manufacturer yeah. or the gun manufacturer and said, I'm using your rifle, but yeah. I can't kill an elk, so your rifle doesn't work. Yeah, you know, it's it's very similar to that. Right, and and mm -hmm. I do feel that frustration. I just yeah. don't know how to go about mm -hmm. fixing the problem. Yeah, you know, but I have a feeling it's a location or it's a trap thing, and and you know, I've got the exact way that I set my cat locations on YouTube for free, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my cat collector video is all footholds. I don't think there's any snares in there at all. It's just pure footholds. Mm -hmm. So everything that I've ever done with with cage traps is for free on YouTube. You just have to go back through there and look, and then go back through the other cat videos and look at those locations. And they're going to be different in Colorado. And if it's the the gentleman that that I talked to about, I have a feeling it's location. I See, really that's, do. That's an interesting thing because. You know, on, on a lot of my YouTube videos, you know, I'm in Alabama and I'm in the swamps. I'm down in, 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 in these swampy, marshy areas. And when I get a question from somebody, the what took me a while to figure out is they're in an entirely different area. Um, you know, so I can say, well, I just take a snare. I put a snare in and uh, I push an earth anchor in with a fiberglass rod. I just push it down in the mud and I'm done. Well, the the guy I'm talking to may have solid rock like West Virginia. Yeah, mm -hmm. that ain't gonna work mm -hmm. for him. My system, 
and I put up there, I catch and catch and catch and catch and catch and look how quick, look how easy. It's not going to work for him at all. Mm -hmm. So he could go out and try and do the exact same thing that I'm doing. He's not going to have any success. And so he's going to look at me and say, I don't know what he's doing. It doesn't work for me. His, his stuff doesn't work. And it's because I have, you know, I know what works for me in my, my area. And and that and it's, it's a type of tunnel vision that we get. It's like the mud today. I was shocked at how fast and how hard that mud dried like concrete because <laughs> it doesn't do that where I'm at. Mm -hmm. It about I mean, threw the truck off the road. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, where this I'm at, gumbo. yeah, you get you get in the mud, you can get home later and you can take a hose and hose it off. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not, I, you know, that was new to me. And so if somebody came to me and said, well, I'm having a problem with mud, my response would be, well, get a hose and wash it off. What are you, a dummy? <laughs> Well, that ain't gonna work here. It's a different. It's a mm -hmm. di whole different set of rules, yep. and so it's very location specific. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, Colorado, and I, if if it's the same gentleman I talked to, I mean that is cat country. You know that that should be someone. If they're running ten traps for the season, they should probably be in at least a twenty twenty five cat. Hmm. You know, just from the sign that I've seen, I've got relatives out there. You yeah. go hiking, you, you can imagine what it's like for me. I'm like a little dog out there <laughs> scratching around, you know. Look at these cat turds over here. I mean, you know, my sister-in-law's like going, we don't care. You know, but the, the thing that I've noticed about Colorado is if I was going to be trapping in Colorado, and if, if this is the same area, is I would pull out Google Maps I'd get a big picture from a high distance and I would look at how all the draws run. And then the, the two places, everybody wants to set the bottom of the draw, but they're missing one of the main locations, which is the top of the draw, because the cat likes to see into something. Hmm. And I would try to find the places where most of those come together and that's where I'd concentrate the trap. So instead of setting every draw, I'd concentrate them at the bottom, you know, hmm. of, of where that is. and. If you're if you're up in high elevation, that that totally changes in Colorado because you get big timber bigger than we have here. Mm -hmm. You know, so now you're 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 almost eastern trapping cats instead of the valley trapping cats. And I'm not sure which one of those, mm -hmm. you know, he's actually doing. It kind of comes back to the age-old answer in trapping that can apply to about 99.9 percent .9 of the questions, and the answer is. It depends. depends. <laughs> right. I mean, it really does. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, I just wish there was a way that I could magically answer mm -hmm. some of these things. But to me, it's kind of like I know cats are not repelled by Cat Collector or the trailing set. Right. And then the other lures that people rebuy all the time, something else is in that equation, and I just don't know what it is. Mm hmm. Well, for me, it was interesting because I'm a water trapper. I'm not a predator trapper. And as we were walking through the woods today, uh, we were seeing an astounding amount of cat tracks. And being a complete newbie and, and, and a complete novice to land trapping, I was soaking everything up. And we walked to a particular location, and Chip said, this right here would be an ideal cat set. Right here, this is where you want, can you imagine how good this would be? And so, of course, my thought was, why? 
there's cat tracks everywhere. We've been walking, <laughs> we, we, we've been following cat tracks, why here? Well, it was on a point of land and it had a wide area of visibility for a flag. In other words, it was a high visibility set. Now you could have made the set anywhere up and down hundreds of yards, but this one particular area was visible from 270 degrees and it was mm -hmm. and so you know it had nothing to do with the the habits of the animal it had to do with the visibility of the flagging and the attractant you know so there's a lot that that goes on with that mm -hmm. yeah i mean just, just like when when we got to that narrow spot yeah you said I'll just run snares straight across. All across. I'll make a wall of snares. <laughs> the, the, and I was like, the, tr <laughs> the Trump method of snaring. I'm yeah, going to build a wall of snares. <laughs> and I'm going to have the cats pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't do that. And then, I'm like, why not? I do it with beavers all the time. <laughs> it works with beavers. Right. It's exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. But it doesn't work on land the same way. So we went through how to set that right. up. And, and hopefully that made somewhat sense yeah. to me, but I was like, no! It's like, what are you, stupid? Like, well, I guess so, you know. Well, knowing you, I'm thinking you're like seeing these old 1840s survival books yeah. where they hang them all the way across the truck. No, what I was thinking was if I had made a dam break set and I had a narrow portion, that's what I would do is I'd line, I'd line the, the approach with snares, and when he comes to repair the dam, he's going to get caught in the snare. So let's just take... Let's, so what I'm doing is I'm transferring my experience, which I know works. I've done it. I know it right. works. But I'm transferring it out of the water onto the land, and it ain't going to work. Not very well. Yeah. You know. So right there, that that's a whole new thing. Just because I did it yesterday in the water doesn't mean it's going to work today on the land. I'm still trying to figure out that part about how to make the cats pay for it. So. <laughs> Fur, yeah, yeah, that's right. Straps and absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, it's going to cost the cats a lot more than the walls going to cost the Mexicans. I can tell you that they're not going to get stamped, you know. I hope so. <laughs> that's a meat source I'm looking forward to. Well, well, well so I mean, it, I, I would take I would take uh, Tim's advice if you're if you're having trouble with my lure. Get somebody else's lure and see if it changes. And if it doesn't change, and it's from a reputable dealer, you know it's it's not an easy thing. But sometimes you have to look back at yourself yeah. and go, "There's something else going wrong here." Yeah. And and it's easy to blame a lure. It's easy to blame a new trap you're using. Uh, I get that all the time with Full Metal Jacket. I had a trap get dug up, I just used your full metal jacket, therefore the correlation is the full metal jacket. Mm -hmm. Correlation does not mean the reason that something's going on. Exactly. You know, so um, you know, another thing is, is confidence. If you have if you set a trap, you know, I talked about this about another lure maker, but I, I said, you know, I used the gentleman's lure and I didn't catch anything. And even though he's a knowledgeable and successful person, I have doubt in my mind and that is a that that's that's a killer because mm -hmm. if I go to set a trap if I go to set a beaver trap I'm it based on that lure I'm gonna have doubt but if I use a, another lure that I've had success with then I have that confidence and I think that affects your results you know I'm absolutely yeah you know? I know we hadn't even talked about going in there but I sure would like to because I absolutely agree 100% I think it was last night, um, Tim, you were uh, 
a day later getting in than, yeah. than uh, Travis and Clint were. And we hung a few snares. And I think it maybe was that first night that I had mentioned to, to Clint. My favorite day on the trap line is set day. Mm -hmm. And the reason I love setting more than I love catching is because on set day, Every single one of my traps in my mind is going to catch an animal. <laughs> yep. And if they weren't going to catch an animal, I would not be setting them. Yep. So I am perfect on set day. Yep. It goes downhill from there, guys. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, but, uh, but on set day, it, it's, it, and I honestly, I think that when you're rolling and things are clicking, it's bam, bam. And usually it's more productive too because things are rolling and it's great and that set looks good and wow, I just found another killer location and then 15 minutes later I'm setting another trap and yep. that's even better than the first two. And you know what? It's a confidence level yep. of some kind of, I don't know if it's a chemical or a vibe, but it works. See, I'm telling you, it's... The funniest demo I ever saw was a guy from Pennsylvania that traps all over the country. And he gave this demo and it drove the people in the stands crazy. His point was, set the traps where the animals are and it doesn't matter so he was he would go you can dig a hole this deep or this deep it yeah. doesn't matter you can set it in front of the hole or beside the hole it doesn't matter <laughs> it can do that it doesn't matter you can use it it doesn't matter they wanted a formula yeah i mean and it, that, he did that for an hour it yeah. was like watching a politician <laughs> do it but almost like a comedy skit he yeah. would not commit to anything mm -hmm. and at the end he said if you believe in it and you're on yep. location you're going to catch animals mm -hmm. he said all this other stuff you you get wrapped up in yep. your head and you know and and you would mm -hmm. i've gone out on the beaver line and gotten completely skunked and i'm telling you that that is psychologically devastating because you went out the day before and you put in a dozen sets and you had visions of sugar fairies and plum <laughs> dancing in your head you know and you come back and set after set after set after set is empty and it just and then you've got to turn around and reset and and the thing is is doubt creeps into your head and you start making changes mm -hmm. and you know the sets that you made you made them because they've always worked for you and now you're saying well that didn't work maybe maybe, maybe I need to and you ju and you end up off in left field it's like a field goal kicker that gets psyched out because they miss a field goal and then they start trying to adjust or compensate or something instead of just soldiering on and doing what you know works and and so Failure breeds failure, and success breeds success, and you just have to keep the faith. And that, that is really hard to do when you go out and you check an empty trap. You start doubting the lure. You start doubting the location. You start doubting yourself, and, um, and, and it just gets worse. You just have to, you have to keep looking up. You have to keep soldiering on, you know, ruck up and go on. And well, that's what did, hard. What did Forrest Gump say about that? What was Forrest Gump say? Life is... No, 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 shit happens. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and that that ha I mean, the last you know, you know we, we've only been here a couple of days, and hmm. we're setting these hog snares in trails with hog tracks going in everywhere. And, out. and there, there was two that were knocked down, mm -hmm. and one of them we think's a deer that did it. Right. So uh, the snares, and that's only twenty four. I mean, mm -hmm. we're down here to have a good time. We're not trying to, you know, break any records. Mm -hmm. 
and it, it gets kind of even us you know towards the end of those last few sets it's kind of like our lips start sticking out <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah yeah you know yeah. and and it, and it may not happen tomorrow morning, you know, because mm -hmm. we're leaving tomorrow afternoon. Mm -hmm. But next week, if you were to keep those open, you right. may go out there and have 14 freaking hogs Absolutely. screaming and reaming around everything. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, just, it's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. But I, I do want to say one thing about what you just said, Tim. If you're doing something that's not working, yeah, and that's the way you think it should be, somewhere in that equation you have to be willing to look Change. at something else yeah yeah, yeah. what i'm what i'm talking about is you you've got to you go out and you catch and you catch and you catch and then all of a sudden you get skunked you know it just it happens mm -hmm. I've, I've put the videos on youtube of where i've gone gone down to the wildlife management areas and gotten completely totally skunked and mm -hmm. um, you know i do that to show it happens man you know mm-hmm I mean that that's just the way trapping is, without a doubt. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the hogs at the end mm -hmm. of this. So, um, I have to admit that it that I did not bring the best equipment. We used a few <laughs> of mine. I, I've been going through my shop and I'm finding I don't know how old some of this stuff is. <laughs> you know, where, where I'm pulling out fence pliers and I'm putting you know. <laughs> You know, S hooks on J hooks, and, and I mean, it's it's just like I'm trying to get rid of equipment at this point. You know, it's just it's crazy, but we're just doing it for fun. And uh, the 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 cable that I've seen on hogs now, I think a lot of times it gets overblown. Uh, you know, a three thirty second one by nineteen cable is the the strength of an eighth inch seven by seven. You're going to hold 99% of any hog in that, mm -hmm. you know, but the biggest thing I was telling Chip, because the coral snares, when you pull those out, I'm like, he has done his homework mm -hmm. on this. And the reason I say that on hogs, hogs is a powerful animal mm -hmm. and they don't, uh, if you've ever seen a hog work a snare, if, if you can picture in your mind, they have, if you just had one tree in the middle of a field and the hog trail going next to it and you hooked it to it they will sit on the outside as far as they can and they just back up and they back up and they back up hmm. they don't go back and forth after a few minutes it doesn't look like they're just powering that thing all the time mm -hmm. and what carl did on those snares which i was so impressed with is he was using long ferrules hmm. and a ramp behind the locks he was using double ferrules mm -hmm. and, and triple cripping them and different things right. like that mm -hmm. so if you're going to be using hog snares think about the power of that thing and especially if you're listening to me and you're using one by nineteen, that's a slick cable. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is slick. You do ne you never put a single stop on a one by nineteen cable. Carl's on top of his game on that. Um, kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to um, uh, about ten days from now. I'm actually going to join Carl on a uh, predator job over in Arkansas, mm -hmm. and we're. Um, I've actually mentioned on Chapel Radio before that we're going to be doing a lot of filming during that that couple of weeks. Uh, we're over in Arkansas on, on hogs, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to that as well. But we're um, looking to do some instructional video on um, on hog control, and uh, there's several methods and several things that we've kind of identified. Part of that, and one small segment of that, is the equipment. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like what Clint was mentioning. Uh, that's going to be something we want to bring out. There's several other methodologies. Uh, 
I've farmed in Mississippi and hogs have become a big problem. I really think that for a lot of trappers out there, maybe the guy that wants to get into ADC kind of thing but doesn't necessarily want to trap squirrels for in people's houses for a living, mm -hmm. there's going to be a huge market coming up very, very, very soon that I don't see a lot of trappers focusing in on. That's right. I think it's going to be a big opportunity from Michigan to Mississippi, from Maine to Washington State. Um, these hogs are so prolific, and and they the populations are exploding, and the damage they do are so destructive that there's going to be a huge market yep. for some guys that are willing to jump out there and take that step. Yep. And that's what we're trying to kind of write those manuals a little bit, and not so much that we're the experts as much as hey, here's some things that I learned on my farm, some really cool things that instead of taking out one hog, we can take out 16. Mm -hmm. And Carl has said, well, hey, that's a great idea. I hadn't heard this, but I found this on my snare line. And, and I've got countless videos that he sends me from different things. And so we kind of collaborated and said, why don't we combine these and show guys what we're doing because it's going to be a market coming up soon, and this mm -hmm. may be something that somebody, some of these, someone listening now to the show, may want to think about and get yep. involved in at some point. I can tell you, in in the city, in Birmingham, Alabama, you can go into neighborhoods now that are that have three and four hundred thousand dollar houses, and in Alabama, a four hundred thousand dollar house is a nice house. I've had people wake up in the morning, walk out in their front yard, and call the police because they thought teenagers had trenched their yard, driven and done uh, truck damage to their yard. It was hogs. Hogs are coming up in suburban neighborhoods and tearing people's lawns. To get the up. grubs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this, this isn't just you have to be out way out in the woods this is in s suburbia and when you have a four hundred thousand dollar house and you have to go out and spend a couple of thousand dollars to replace your lawn you'll pay a trapper if that trapper can come in and get rid of the hogs without killing buffy the poodle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly that's a huge part of that and yeah that's that's certain things that we're kind of focusing on and on, on yep. what we're trying to build here so a lot of really neat ideas and we're not done yet we learned some stuff this weekend i mean we were hanging these snares this yesterday and day before yesterday that well, around the poles stuff. you know i'm like well they, yeah. they're circling these poles <laughs> it's doing like a beaver and then we started hanging them and the cable the extensions are on the pole and i'm like i'm in my mind i'm going if they rub the wrong place it's going to knock the extension it's going to knock the cable off and some mm -hmm. of them had water in the bottom and i'm like you got any beaver traps? Let's just put beaver traps in the bottom of this. <laughs> that was hilarious. And and, and and catch them that way. But you know the thing with the hogs that that I want to really get get trappers to think about. It's not like when you look at someone like uh, Jag Pro or something like that. You know they've got this monster business. They're using thermal. Mm -hmm. They've got these very creative large traps. Some of them are quarter acre. Uh, you know cell phone activated doors they got all that mm -hmm. 
what what I would say if I was going to get in this business, what we've done in Texas is very niche. And uh, it's not something we get a ton of calls on because we've never marketed it. But when, when me and Scott Adams were in the hill country, and the hill country where we were at makes the Appalachians look pretty gentle. <laughs> I mean, it, I was amazed when I got there. Hmm. You would have, like our valleys, even in West Virginia, Tennessee, you know, uh, like where I live, it's five or six miles across at the bottom. You got 1,000 to 1,800 feet plateaus mm -hmm. on the side. When we got in the hill country, they were a thousand feet tall mountains, and there was like a, a two track in the middle, <laughs> and then it went another thousand or eight hundred mm -hmm. feet on this side, and oh. you know, and to get around there, they had some poor Mexicans like hand do concrete to have like like um, these little tracks that were twelve inches tall, like you'd put a roller coaster on. You couldn't see them when you're driving up it. Oh. <laughs> you know, this to, I mean, this was rough country. And oh. the niche we found in in the hill country was you can go to like Lamandera, mm -hmm. you know, where all y'all have seen all them pictures from. Bring in a helicopter, somebody that's good with a shotgun, and you can have slow release fertilizer, uh, pig fertilizer everywhere. Mm -hmm. You go to the hill country, they can't do that. Right. Hmm. They cannot get in the valleys with the right. helicopters because they're so narrow. Wow. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wreck and they're not gonna they're not gonna die mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. So they'll shoot some, but all the hogs that survive that learn very quickly. They hear yeah. a helicopter about they go to the most narrowest places and they hole up. Mm -hmm. Now who's gonna go get rid of those hogs? Mm -hmm. Only person I know of is a trapper. Yes. That is it. You can't run dogs in that area. You wouldn't have a foot pad on a dog. Mm -hmm. The Jeeps we were on at that time had solid wheel tires they had to replace monthly. Mm -hmm. It was the most rugged thing I've ever seen. But uh, the niche that me and Scott found is you get in those, and if there's any water or soil, which a lot of them didn't have, we were setting snares, 330s, and footholds, and we were wearing them out. Mm -hmm. And that's something a helicopter couldn't touch. Mm -hmm. And it's it was a is a way that that we could go we can take care let them take the easy ones we'll come in and take the hard <laughs> ones. I know there's been some helicopter usage even the Mississippi Delta on on farms adjacent to mine and mm. although they did shoot a few hogs for the helicopters they didn't do anything significant they didn't reduce numbers and populations enough to reduce economic economic damage mm -hmm. at all uh, they they didn't scratch the surface mm -hmm. so it's going to have to be all the above approach i think to control these mm -hmm. things and and, and it's going to become a necessity coming up soon and i think yeah. the guys that get in on the cutting edge of that on the front side are the guys that are going to win on that business yeah because yeah. i would rather have the niche of cleanup mm -hmm. to go in mm -hmm. and do Absolutely. that than i would the mass right Right. You know. Especially some of the things that we're developing and, and not developing, it's just some common sense ideas that we've stumbled upon because Carl and I and, and even you guys have that and, and you and Scott where Charles works been has been done in Texas that some things that we've stumbled up on and we've been comparing notes some this weekend is here's some things that work for us and here's some other things that work for, for me and and you know by bouncing ideas it kind of goes back to what we opened the show with three guys sitting here with common interest and we're bouncing ideas off of each other and 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 that's how these things are developed you know yeah so I mean you know if you're if you're in an area that has hogs look for them niches uh, get proficient at it 
and don't be afraid to charge for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like around neighborhoods. They'll pay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll pay, and but you're going to have to figure out a way to deal with that's yeah. a different environment than yeah. in the hill country of Texas. Yeah, I mean, people ask me all the time, how much do you charge for beaver work? And, and you know, that's a, that's an interesting question because I where I'm at and the and the my clientele, I'm not going to go out and do a job for less than seven or eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and that blows people away. See where I live, you couldn't get that. Yeah, yeah, that blows people away. They're like, you're you're crazy. I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't understand who my customers are. You know, seven hundred dollars is taking their family out to a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of go back. See, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but you know, we all saw firsthand just a few hours ago. My wife. This is the last weekend bow season. My wife loves to bow hunt. We've been in a major move. Anybody follows Trapper Radio heard a few of the podcasts I've had. I filled in for Clint on. Um, we've been moving, and it's been crazy in my life here lately. So she has not had a chance to hunt. And her favorite stand that she was going to, yeah. she pulls up there. Does she go to the nosebleed stand? She does. The, the oh, one that she's, she's got a man and cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're shaking and crying and put your pink little jacket on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'll admit that. That yeah. scared me to death. <laughs> That's the one she likes. Does she hunt. stand on that platform? Oh, yeah. And turns around and she's above. <laughs> but so my point, though, is she gets there and she's a tough old gal now she loves to hunt and she loves yep. to bow hunting and she sees these hogs and they frighten her yep. and she, to the point that she's going to go hunt somewhere she else around with somewhere else and she did but and so you think that if you get the right people with some deeper pockets that wouldn't be me but some people some deeper pockets yep. so the hogs aren't frightening she would, absolutely she, would, are. she would she would pay much much more than you Mm-hmm. To have to have those hogs eliminated. Absolutely. You would pay nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She would pay a lot. Absolutely. Same hog, same place, two different people. Kind of goes back to it, guys. What if you have or if you haven't signed up for the business course? One of the lessons that you're going to learn in there. One of the most important lessons. I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag here. I'm not going to go into the details, but you know, got to know who your customer, customer is. is. Absolutely. Specifically. Yeah. 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 And yeah. uh, that will be something that you will be, that is so important in business, yep. so important what we're talking about here, and uh, something that you will be absolutely no top to bottom if you go through this business yep. class. Is there anything else you want to say about hogs? Beaver burgers? No. <laughs> tequila? One, one thing I would like hogs to say. Hogs bad. <laughs> and, uh, Beaver burgers, tequila good. <laughs> I assume everybody listening to this uh, will listen to my podcast my broadcast and that is I got to be traveling tomorrow and I've got some stuff going on so there will not be a meat trapper radio this week um, so just consider this the broadcast and we'll pick back up next week and go from there well this won't be out till next week oh well never I mind uploaded this one Wednesday because I knew I was coming down here never mind then <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll just upload a post that says no no podcast yeah. this week. So last week you didn't hear Meat Trapper Radio. That's right. Last week <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Last, here's why. Yeah. <laughs> I may throw a couple extra rants. I've got one recorded. I don't even remember what it's on. Yeah, we'll yeah. put it up there. That's right. Yeah. I may yeah. record one on the way back That's just right. to, you know, and, and throw it up there. Low, yeah. low quality yeah. broadcast. You got a rant handy, so. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I had a, I had a little private rant that I shared with some people, and it was uh, called Meat Trapper versus the DMV. I will say it was interesting. That's all I'll say. It's very, well, very interesting. Well, well, Travis was like, have I met Meat Trapper before? And I asked him, I said, did you go to this show? No. I said, no. I said, let me introduce you to the guy you're going to be in the woods with a fire with. And I played this rant, and his mouth was agape. And at yeah. the end, the reason I know Travis is the right guy is... Yep. As shocked as he was at everything you said, he went, he's got a point. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Me and the DMV, we don't get along. But um, who does? Uh, that's great. Well, when you that's come great. to Tennessee, I don't think you're going to have that issue. Yeah. That's... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you got to move coming up soon. I pity you for that part. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't announced that yet, but yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, and just uh, just so people know, I'm getting out of the city, and uh, I'm uh, I'm taking my family and getting uh, getting back into the country. So, good deal. Awesome. Any other last words before we say good good evening? Yeah. Oh, I do have one. Um, I wish I could quote you the exact scripture, but it says in the Bible that steel sharpens steel. Um, and what it's referring to is friendships and guys that are doing just exactly what we're doing right now. And, and we kind of open the show with that. And I'd like to, for my closing remarks, to be that I've had Clint and Tim both looking both in the eyes. On, I know you can't see this on the podcast, but this has been an incredible weekend for me. I've learned so much from you guys. Hopefully, we've had, we've laughed from the time you guys got here. Until now, as we're doing the show, except when we tore the front of your truck off. Today. Yeah, I, yeah, was, yeah, I was about ready to have a DMV rant right now. But it's been awesome. I've learned so much. I've laughed so much. I've let my hair down. I've kind of, you know, de-energized from from stressful situations, yeah. and and it's absolutely recharged my battery. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Now, one other thing to the listenership. Don't keep this stuff to yourself. Go find this stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, it's helped me so much. I cannot encourage you enough to go get you a couple of buddies. Do the same thing. Yep. Well, since you're bringing up Bible verses, I'll bring up one. If you have gold and no sword, get rid of your gold and buy a sword. And part of the reason I'm saying that is we've decided, guys, we'll finish with this. And so... Y'all know that I've done stuff on YouTube lately about primitive trapping. Yes. So this is the first time we're announcing this. I challenge any primitive trapper. We have a state where about everything you can do except for ducks and deer is legal. I will put up $5,000. They will put up $5,000 and we will count calories and pounds of meat. We will give you a place to practice your skill. We will film everything and unfortunately the primitive guy will be very embarrassed. But the challenge is out there. So if you know somebody that thinks that they can do it, have them contact me, Clint Locklear at Clint at Wolfer Nation, and we will be glad to put everything in film for them. Wow. Wow. Yep. This is primitive traps versus modern, modern traps. traps. Yeah. So if y'all are having trouble with someone that thinks that they can go kill everything with a deadfall, 
we'll put it on film and I have a feeling by 10 o'clock we're making jokes we'll be <laughs> drinking scotch and eating deer steaks and, and beaver burgers while they're and, out there suffering and duck gumbo yeah, <laughs> Which yep. I, I had some mean duck gumbo tonight, and uh, I'm probably gonna have some more shortly. <laughs> yeah, we, we have eaten good. Yes, we have. So, y'all go out there and have fun in the woods. And if you can do it with some friends, make sure that you do it. Amen.